Week zero has started, so in a few days, we're going to hop into week one of college football. We have some terrible news coming out from the NFL in regards to the Buffalo Bills and the Washington Commanders. And what the heck is Desmond Howard thinking with who he has winning the national championship? All this and more on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. Let's go. Let's go. Don't wait. What is going on, everyone? Thank you so much for tuning in to Jake's Take. As always, I'm your host, Jacob Sorman at Jake's Take Podcast at Jake's Still 14. And as always, this is sponsored by Variety Sports at Variety underscore sport underscore your home for all forms of sport from different varieties. See what we did there? But anyway, oh my gosh, there's so much that's been going on. It's so crazy what can change in the past few days. It's, you know, something where I originally was planning the show and saying, we're going to cover week zero football, how Scott Frost is on the hot seat. And honestly, we're still going to talk about that, but there's so much more that's going on. And I feel like there's a lot that really takes our attention. So the first thing that I want to focus on, and this is in regards to soccer. I know that we don't talk about soccer too, too much, but my favorite team, Barcelona, just confirmed that Pierre-Emerick Aboumeyang was assaulted by an armed gang with iron bars at his home. What? So you're telling me that there was an assault for a soccer player. Now, I know it's not Messi. I know it's not Lewandowski or people that many people are going to know. But this is still very important to know because this happened in the early hours and they were handcuffed and, oh my gosh, and tied up for a sustained period during the burglary. But no one suffered serious injuries. It's still very serious to know and very hard to kind of put into perspective because this is, you know, a big deal. You know, it's about player safety. It's a focus on that. And it kind of just puts things in a scary situation, too, because you look at it and think, well, what does it really mean when if a player is, you know, going to be assaulted? Well, I mean, it means that not only is their organization going to fear for them, but player, the family, they're all going to be nervous. So they deserve a lot of compassion, a lot of you know, time to reflect. They just also need some time to themselves. Luckily, he's okay. But still, it's something very important that needs to be focused on in regards to Barcelona and this player. Now, this episode of Jake's Take is going to be a focus more on players and some people and kind of going into this, I wanted to focus on Matt Areza. Now, if you had heard in regards to Matt Areza, he was just released by the Buffalo Bills. However, he was released due to the allegations of sexual assault, more specifically gang raping a 17-year-old. Now, this is very crazy to me because not only did we just have this whole episode about Deshaun Watson, but it also shows how much can change with a player because he was just drafted in the sixth round a few months ago. And in one way of putting it, he already threw it away. He found a way to where he 
basically lost his opportunity, you know, and it starts by saying, you know, he was named as a defendant in a civil case in which he and two San Diego State teammates are accused of gang raping a then 17-year-old girl who was under the age of consent in California at an off-campus party. He's denied the allegations with his agent stating the facts of the incident are not what they are portrayed in the lawsuit or in the press. And he was cut on the 27th. With this, obviously we don't know the full story. We don't know all the information. But because he was accused of sexual assault, the Buffalo Bills did handle this in the correct way. Now, I'm not saying that they, you know, should have kept it. And I'm not saying anything like that. They handled this in the correct way. The story comes out. He's released because they had to handle it in the best way possible. I know that in regards to the Cleveland Browns, that's different. It's still very scary to know that with this happening, not only was it raping a 17 girl, but it was gang rape. And it was, you know, him and two other San Diego State teammates. I know that we don't have the full story yet. I know that we're getting ahead of ourselves, but it's still something that needs to be noted. It's still something that needs to have a focus on because once again, and I've said it before, people look up to players as role models, as heroes, as people they want to be like when they grow up. These are multiple cases of sexual assault in the news happening in the same month or back-to-back months or even over the same period of time. It's not getting better. And now we have to look at the next generation and say, how are we going to make sure that these children, these teenagers can look to make sure that they're not following a bad example? One of my favorite athletes when I was younger was Sean Alexander. Love Sean Alexander. He was a terrific running back for Alabama. Sean Alexander has kept a low profile, but he's still very well known in the Crimson Tide community. But he's also known for what he was doing off the field. Same with Drew Brees. Same with so many other players like Dwayne Wade. Same with J.J. Redick, Drew Holiday. It's very important to know. We need to find ways to make sure that we can have that support and that excitement and those people who are following up with the good athletes who are making a difference. Who knows? Maybe the charges will be dropped. Maybe something different will be happening. But for right now, Matt Areza is in a tough situation because he was on top of the world by just being drafted and having a chance to be the starting punter. Now, that dream is in jeopardy. So like I had mentioned before, I know that we were focusing on the Washington Commanders, and it is with some sad news to tell people that Washington Commanders running back rookie Brian Robinson Jr., who is a rookie from Alabama, was shot. Now, he is okay and he's in good condition. But still, this is just terrible. This is terrifying to hear because, you know, no one ever wants to hear something like this. And, you know, we're already hearing so many tragic news in regards to Matt Arezzi getting released and the Barcelona, you know, 
assault charge. So this is just crazy. And this is all happening over the span of a few days. So my thoughts and prayers are obviously with Brian Robinson and his family. Obviously, Ron Rivera provided an update. But this is a huge thing to be, you know, just mind-boggled about. I feel like in this regard with Brian Robinson, he is the definition of patient. He waited his turn at Alabama. He played behind Damian Harris, Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs, Bo Scarborough, and he finally gets a shot to be a starter. He was actually penciled in as the starter. And then he gets shot in an attempted carjacking. Fortunately, he's okay. But still, it's just something that, you know, boggles my mind. Obviously, I know that at the end of every episode, I always say, be a light in this world or create the best version of yourself you can be. And I still mean that because the world is a scary place. You know, each time I think about it, I think about certain words that my dad had always said, and he will always say, be a light in this world or the world is a scary place. This just shows that the world is still a very scary place. And I look at this and think, you know, Brian Robinson is such a big part of Tuscaloosa. He's from Tuscaloosa. He was the hometown hero and he was so well loved at Alabama and so many people love him and are excited for him. But now so many people have to think about him in a new way. They have to be patient. They have to think, we hope he's okay. This is someone who's in his 20s. He has this whole life ahead of him. And now he is fighting to be able to play in the NFL. And that's just crazy to me. I think with this, you know, the world is a scary place. But obviously, knowing that Brian Robinson's okay is great. But still, you know, he's losing a shot to live a normal life. He finally was able to accomplish his dream. He still will get to play. You know, luckily, it's non-threatening injuries. But still, in this, it's something where you have to just think that it's a scary situation. And it's something where all of Tuscaloosa, the University of Alabama, even... Washington and the Washington Commanders, they're all thinking about Brian Robinson and hoping that he's okay because in this regard, it's still just insane to think. I truly hope that B-Rob is okay. He's so well-loved by the city of Tuscaloosa and by the University of Alabama. I don't think I've ever heard anything negative about him. But like I said, I really hope that you're okay, B-Rob, and we're all rooting for you and we're all thinking of you. Now, another thing that needs to be highlighted is that week zero is in the books. Now, if you are a fan of college football, you know what week zero means. If you're not a fan of college football, the best way to put it is that it's an extra week where people get to watch football. Moral of the story is that it's a game where there are a week where there are games that are played before the start of the football season. So it's kind of fun, but most of the time, the games that are on aren't good So really to highlight that, the biggest thing that was on my mind is the performance of Nebraska. Now, obviously, with Nebraska, they haven't really been the most exciting team in a while. And a lot of players and even fans of the team aren't really excited about the team. Because not only did Scott Frost, you know, lose the game, but he had his team attempt a really weird onside kick during the third quarter when they were up. 
And then they ultimately lost to Northwestern. Now, I don't want to give Northwestern a lot of grief because they did beat Stanford and they have pulled upsets before. But still, with this, I know I've talked about a lot of coaches on the hot seat. I feel like with this, Scott Frost should be on the hot seat. And he ultimately has a lot of troubling things on his mind because it's one thing to blow a lead, but he also threw his offensive coordinator under the bus. And I think with this, Nebraska is very far back with where they need to be as a program or as a team. And it's hard to compete because they're in the same conference as Ohio State, Wisconsin, Michigan State, Michigan. And that's hard because they are so more advanced. Well, Ohio State is and Michigan claims to be. And Michigan State is too. So really with this, I feel like Nebraska either needs to give Scott Frost an ultimatum or find a way to continue to find this team to improve because putting him on the hot seat will work. But also, this is the same coach who UCF claims to want a championship under. So will... Was Con- I mean, Nebraska ever be able to do the same thing with Scott Frost and claim to win a championship? My answer, no. And of course, it wouldn't be a Jake's Take episode without a focus on college football. More specifically, what the heck is Desmond Howard thinking? Now, obviously, it's that time of year where the staff on ESPN College Game Day is going to choose who they have winning the national championship. I feel like with Desmond Howard, he had a good start to it. And then it just went downhill because he probably picked a bunch of teams that no one should really pick. So he picked Texas A&M, picked Pittsburgh, he picked Baylor, and he picked Michigan. He went to Michigan, I understand that. Why did you pick Pittsburgh? Especially after someone as dynamic as Kenny Pickett is gone. Oh, and by the way... Why did you pick Texas A&M, who was 8-4 the year before? So really, I feel like with this, it's kind of one of those situations where I'm thinking, what the heck is going on with Desmond Howard? Is he, you know, okay? Should we check in on him? I think in this, he got a little too excited and chose someone else to mix things up. Now, obviously, I think in this case, it's... Easy to choose against Alabama. Everyone wants to choose Alabama. And people are going to choose Alabama because with Alabama, they're always there and it just makes sense. But in this case, I really think that Desmond Howard, if he chose those schools, which he did, and it doesn't end up working out well, which we'll see after a few weeks, then people are going to roast him on Twitter, roast him on social media, and it's not going to look good. You can typically say, oh, well, you know, one school is a surprise, but you picked three surprises there. And I'm not counting Baylor as a surprise. Baylor could actually work. But Pittsburgh, Texas A&M, and Michigan? Oh, those are all some surprises, Des. And right now it's not looking good because Twitter's already roasting you and we're not even in week one yet. So... Just wait until one of those teams gets upset because upsets happen. Look, Alabama got upset last year by Texas A&M. But what if this year one of those schools gets upset super early on? Your bracket is busted. 
And now with week one coming, it's really important to notice that there's going to be a lot of change going around, more specifically with Alabama. That's right. Obviously, we highlighted Nick Saban in our most recent episode. But looking at this depth chart, the biggest surprise has to be that Bryce Young... I'm just kidding. No, I cannot say with a straight face that Bryce Young is the quarterback. We all knew that was going to happen. But the biggest surprise really had to have been that there was a lot of movement on the offensive line. You know, seeing how Kendall Randolph is going to be the left guard, how it isn't going to be Javion Cohen. Now, I know Javion Cohen has been focusing on his mental health. I am very appreciative of all he's doing and the focus he's doing for himself. But that was a surprise to not see him there. It was a surprise to not see Tyler Harrell not starting the big transfer from Louisville and that you're having a freshman Kobe Prentice play. You have a few co-starters when it comes to the corners. And then also that you have a lot of different substitutions and different players all throughout the defense. It's crazy to see because with this, we're so used to seeing Alabama players with the oars next to him. But now you see a lot of co-starters. With this team, don't be surprised to see that there's going to be a lot of different shifts and subs. Think about it. In 2017, Alabama would always bring on Jerry Judy, Devontae Smith, and Henry Ruggs to spell different receivers. Look for something similar with this year in regards to wide receivers. Or think about that with the defense. They're going to be rotating in defensive linemen. They're going to be rotating in pass rushers. They might even be rotating in defensive backs. Nick Saban is going to find a way to keep people on their heels, different teams guessing. So with this, there's a lot of players who are going to play, and there's going to be a lot of depth throughout the season that's going to change and grow. But that is going to do on this Tuesday episode of Jake's Take. As always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You can find us on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon, Google Podcasts. We're basically on almost all platforms for podcasts. You can also find us on Variety Sports Pod Page. This is, as always, sponsored by Variety Sports at Variety underscore sport. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Jake's Take Podcast or my personal Instagram, Soap 14 And as always, thank you so much for all the love and support. You know, we've been able to accomplish so much over this past few months and it's all because of people like you. So I can't thank you enough. And of course, like I said before, we are taking a bigger focus on college football. That's right. That's going to be a big focus of our next few episodes, so I cannot wait to share that experience with you. Stay tuned for our Friday episode because we are going to have an exciting surprise. I cannot wait to share it with you and get excited for some college football because it's one of the best times of the year. But as always, enjoy this. Enjoy yourself. Be the best version of you you can be. Create happiness. Create adventures. Continue to be a light in this world because this world is a very scary place right now. Bring smiles to the ones around you. And as always, I will see you and hear from you all later. Take care. Find tomorrow, love you like you will. I keep, gotta keep-